Bad News family, happy Sunday. I'm sorry for the noise. I'm doing this voice recording outside of a restaurant and it's super loud. I just want to I just want to talk about this episode real quick. Today is a crazy day. I know we usually get like a ton of people that have like crazy followers and everyone's like, "Oh my god, yeah, this is so cool." I'm telling you right now this episode today it trumps most of our episodes. Ali Rosario is hands down one of the most interesting people walking the face of this fucking earth. Um, he's someone I look up to and have looked up to for over 10 years. He's been an amazing human that I've known for a very, very long time. I'm telling you guys, you want to listen to this story. You want to know who the real Doc Connector is? It's this human. He has done so much for this industry that I come from, you know, coming from the streetwear industry or the action sports industry. This kid is fucking untouchable. Uh, let's take it back to the LRG story. When LRG came out and he was one of the guys behind all of it with Jonas, it, it, I, I can't even talk about it. People were jealous. Uh, we talk about how Puff used to get crazy when they would walk into, into parties. Um, you know, how Albi has helped Stance uh, Socks do so much. I, I highly, 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 highly suggest for you guys to listen to the story. I promise you, this one won't let you down. Um, shout out to my man, Albi. Albi, thank you for being you. And I'm excited for the next 10 to 20 years of friendship with you. You are, you are, a, you are a legend, my friend. Um, so all of you listen to this, Albi Rosario. The legend himself. Yo, bad news. Fuck going on. What a fucking legend. What is yeah. cracking? Can you hear us? We good? Yeah, wow. hold on. I'm going to take this off. What's up, Tall? What up, Albie? Shit, man, I haven't seen you in a minute. You look good. Damn, dude. You don't, want, you don't want us to see you? Oh, you can't see me? No, you went away. We, we were able to see you. Hold up. There he is. Yeah. Dude. What is cracking? What is up? Wow, you're still good looking. <laughs> what's up Chilling. you guys you guys met at palms no yeah okay times, cool yeah cool cool oh yeah, yeah and then the, and then the stance opening yep yeah yep. at the at the at the um where were we at the fucking mall fashion show fashion show which is now a place where gang members go and beat people up for real it's, getting Dude, it's so crazy yeah it's, i heard i heard like the nice hotels are having mad problems like i have i have all the videos to prove it it's, it's that's the that's the beautiful cancer about social media you no matter what you can't hide anything anymore my um, homie who works here arthur was telling me about it. he's like yeah there's all these fights at these pool parties and people are going nuts yeah i'm, I'm staying at the at the uh, excess for for, for 44 a night this week Bro, like, right yeah 100 that's why that's why it's so wild that's why it's right rates are yeah like so low right now it's so fun dude like win is 100 bucks a night third night stay free with a uh, $50 food coupon, Cosmo, yeah. same shootings at the Aria, shooting at the Link. 
bro, it's and, and it's, I saw someone throwing hundred dollar bills. People going to like riot for these hundred dollar bills. It goes wild. It's so insane. But before we get started, it, that cartoon behind you is that like an original? Yeah, man. So uh, Tunes did this for us uh, for the La Brea store that we had a little pop up over there, and uh, you know I wanted to bring in some like real LA artists, so I hit tunes up and he let me uh i was like just do whatever you want so he hit us with this whole like double piece here where he has some like lyrics up here some old old school slow jam and then this like crazy ass like piece where you can kind of see like the l over here like underneath oh yeah the and the a and it's got like the girl coming out with the skulls and the hundred dollar bills and like the big old truck. It's just like, every time I look at this thing, I'm discovering something yeah, new. There's always something new. I love it's that so like good. pencil prison style. So oh, it's like and, my fave. And the and king too. To our headquarters tall. I know I need to come down. We, uh, just before we start, dude, we got this crazy ass piece in our basketball court with cartoon and Estevan. You can kind of see it here. That's our basketball court there. Oh my God. Yeah. And way over there in the corner is the cartoon and the Stevon piece. Yeah, I see it. I see it. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Holy smokes. I know you're a big art head. We got art all yes. over this place. As so. you should. Keep cool. them inspired. Yeah. Your, your, uh, your boss's bosses and boss and boss and boss. They, they're like art collectors too. So. Yeah. You, you've been a part, you've been a part of a lot of things that I'm excited to talk about. Yeah, man. The story. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Of course, man. Albie, well, let's, uh, let's get started. Thank you for, uh, thank you for being a part of uh, a bad news episode. Uh, you and I have been friends for over 10 years. Um, you're someone I look up to in the marketing world. Uh, you're a great human. I'd like to take people down through, through your lane of history. Where are you from? You know, what's your background? How did you start? Did you go to school? Did you not go to school? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah, of course. it. I uh, was born in uh, Linwood, California, 1979. Uh, my parents were pretty young when they had me. They were 17 years old. They met over at uh, Belmont High. So my dad moved to LA when he was like 14 from New York. He's Puerto Rican. My mom was born in Mexico City, uh, so, you know, combined, uh, they met up in L.A., had me, and uh, right out the gate, you know, just having a, a young child, Pops was just always working. So, uh, you know, we were kind of uh, like living in the Bell area, and then from there we moved to Alhambra, and then from there we moved to West Covina, and then Laverne, and then uh, kept moving places. So uh, one thing that was kind of tough was always like making new friends, you know, going from place to place. But I also think like today it's kind of let me be outgoing and meet different kinds of people and just kind of like, you know, figure out my way how to, to talk with different folks. So I think, you know, moving a lot as a youngster, uh, that's, that's really helped uh, sort of my people and social skills. So um, yeah, man, I, uh, I ended up, uh, you know, graduating and then going to, uh, San Diego state and around that time, like, you know, underground hip hop was big. That was like the thing, like, you know, uh, living legends and, um, you know, Jurassic the Five. guys like that. Yeah. All those, all those 
groups. Exactly. Far side, all those guys, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all the best hip hop. So, um, one day my, my homie's like, yo man, um, you know, this new brand came out and they actually sponsor all these dudes and, uh, it's called uh, lifted research group. And so I was living in San Diego and there was a, um, a store called street machine, uh, right there in the gas lamp area. My homie, Eric O'Bray, uh, was partners in it. And he told me, he's like, yeah, this is that, that brand. I was, I loved it. It was like a, a t-shirt, but it had so many more details on it. And so anyways, uh, one of my homies is like, you know, at a young age, like, Hey man, there's this thing called the magic show. You should come out with me, man. There's a lot of girls help me set up the booth. And, uh, you know, he kind of knew the ways how to like sneak into the trade shows, like at four in the morning without like getting caught by the union and kind of like slipping in your like walls and all that stuff. So I kind of helped him do that. And the first day of the show, I was wearing one of my LRG shirts and uh, this dude just stops me like right in the middle of one of the hallway. He goes, yo, where'd you get that shirt? I was like, oh, I got it at Street Machine. He goes, oh, that's my company. And uh, he's like, uh, what do you do? I'm like, I just go to school, man. Like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out my major. Uh, I don't know exactly what I want to do. So he's like, all right, cool. He's like, uh, yo, man, thanks for repping. He's like, uh, you know, if I send you out some, some stuff, would you mind like, kind of making noise for us in San Diego? I was like, yeah, yeah, why not? So this guy's name was Jonas Bavacqua, and he was one of the um, Fuck. <laughs> founders of LRG. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I'm young, man. I don't got a lot of money. I'm, like, working at Old Spaghetti Factory, just kind of doing my thing. Like, um, and he sends me a box of clothes, and they're nice clothes, like a couple pairs of jeans, a hoodie, a couple T-shirts, and a bunch of stickers and a bunch of posters. Uh, so the first thing I start doing, and at that time, like, guerrilla marketing was thing so i started following some of my homies that i knew like from hip-hop shows whatever like that would you know stand out front of side of like fourth and b and whatnot like you know as you exit after a show they're the ones hitting you with the cards like you know this is the new album coming out you see like the big posters stapled up on the light posts like that's what they did so i kind of followed them and started giving out stickers and whatnot blasting lrg all over school and, uh, and then I would go up to LRG to kind of, uh, you know, meet these cats out in Santa Ana. And then uh, one day, the other owner hit me up. His name was Robert. He's like, hey, man, the city of San Diego reached out to us. And I guess you guys are like going too crazy over there and like bombing LRG stickers like everywhere. And like, you know, we're kind of like, you got to kind of slow it down because we'd get in trouble. And I was like, oh, my bad, man. And then, uh, and then Jonas calls me like two minutes later. He's like, like whispering. He's like, yo, that shit is tight. Like, go harder. Fuck like, that shit. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep blasting it. So um, I linked up with another homie of mine uh, in, in the same class we had. His name is Kevin Delaney. A lot of people know him as Kev yeah, D. Yeah, love Kev D. Yeah, he was doing uh, the fader. And so we kind of started teaming up, brought him over, and then we started handling all of the different street teams uh, across the country. So we'd pack up boxes every Friday, drive from San Diego to Santa Ana, and like you know, ship stuff out to New York, Seattle, SF. Texas, you know, what have you. We had, you know, teams doing the same thing that we were doing in SD uh, everywhere. And then we started gaining momentum. So ultimately, you know, I did some internships too here and there. Like Jonas got me in at Transworld. I finally thought I wanted to do advertising. I really liked like the creative part of it. I thought I wanted to do like Coke commercials and concept and storyboard and do things like that. It just was a really interesting uh, 
subject for me to check out. So he got me an internship there. Kind of like you know met a lot of folks there in uh, in North San Diego, and then I graduated like shortly after 9/11 had happened, and nobody was hiring. Mm. So Jonas hits me up. He's like, "Yo, so what are you gonna do?" I'm like, "I don't know, man. Like, you know, I don't think any any ad agencies who all depend on like you know disposable income from brands are gonna hire a, a young kid out of school." So he's like, yo, like, why don't you and Kevin, like, come work for us for minimum wage and let's grow this shit. And like, literally, we were like the seventh, eighth, ninth employee, like something like that. Mm. And I remember like going to, God, it had been like 2001, going to Del Taco. And he's like, yo, it's on me. Like, we just hit $100,000, like in sale. Oh, my God. We're getting shit now. But right, like, right, right. These cats were passionate. They didn't, you know, they, they, they knew that they were onto something. They were making dope clothes. Robert was like a, a true apparel designer. Jonas was a visionary. And, uh, and, you know, we were just learning from them. Um, so we got on, man. And then, you know, from there, like, you know, the company started doing more and more volume. And then finally, back then, advertising was a big deal. So what had happened was, is, uh, you know, we got an ad in the source with the roots, and the source was getting a lot of eyeballs back then. And that really opened us up from just kind of hitting all the cool street streetwear boutiques, you know, the, 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 you know, cool guy shops to like really a lot of big urban doors checking us out. Mm. That's a, a magazine for people that don't know what the source is. There was things called magazines back in the day. Uh, I would compare it to... Uh, Maybe even like World Star these days. It's like a Rolling Stone. Yeah, Rolling like Stone slash World Star hip hop. Yeah, the Source Double XL. Sorry, Ali, I, I had to tell people what a magazine is. <laughs> <laughs> you used to flip to the before back before Instagram. <laughs> Remember, you used to flip to the back and you used to be able to order stuff yeah, out the right out the back. You just yeah. like send them a little envelope. So on top of that, like you know, I was kind of starting to handle the advertising part because Jonas knew that's that's what I kind of went to school for. So I was negotiating kind of deals. Bills. We were in like 27 books as the brand continued to grow. Uh, and then I had a job to do all the in-store uh, merchandising and visuals for some of our key accounts. And at times I would kind of, you know, I was also into like turntablism, DJing still. So at times I'd kind of lend a helping hand to Kevin and Woody White on all the entertainment marketing stuff. Like, hey, like DJ Shadows down to like rep us in Rolling Stone. Let's get him some gear or Jazzy Jeff wants some gear, like just legends in the game at that time and, and to today, uh, you know, just getting them gear, doing campaigns with them. So um, I, read, I read somewhere, I don't mean to interrupt. I read somewhere that you also DJed a little yourself. Yeah, man. Yeah. So actually I was like, uh, what, like 19 when uh, I got my first turntables there from a homie. There were some busted ass Geminis, not to really change the subject here, I'm going to get back to LRG. But, I, you know, my homie Mason gave them to me. He graduated to techniques. He gave me some house records. I'm like, house records? I want some hip-hop shit or whatever. He's like, no, trust me. You're going to learn how to mix and blend with house records. Just fuck around with these as much as you can. And, like, when you're ready, you'll know. So, you know, in college, I brought my tables. Finally got techniques. Spent a lot of money. I was still ter terrible because I wanted to be, like, a turntablist, which I, I'm still very terrible at scratching but, uh, yeah eventually it kind of uh blends into jonas actually uh helping me out in that world so i'll get back to that in just a bit so lrg started blowing up jonas was actually djing and uh he'd make like 500 dollars a night and then as he started making money he kind of would be like hey i'm not going to show up tonight you want to cover for me at this gig 
and you know i'll give you like two hundred dollars and he'd just pocket like the rest and i was like hell yeah you know like 200 extra dollars why not um and so that really kind of got me comfortable with djing and mixing and being in front of crowds and yeah i started a whole other uh profession in my young career i was djing like four or five nights a week and doing lrg during the day like for seven years um as well as all the other stuff i was i was into so it was a lot of stuff going on lrg like really blew up um and then uh unfortunately you know uh, at a point uh we lost jonas and um you know uh yeah so things changed you really felt his presence uh, was missed um the creativity um, the new leadership was just different. Um, and uh, a lot of the, the, the folks that had you know, helped grow the brand too, at the point that we got it to was like $127 million. And I think if you Google it at the time, it was like the fastest growing fashion apparel business of all time. Yeah, grassroots uh, to um, global yeah. sale. And it was literally like he pointed it out, just a bunch of kids running expensive lemonade stand and having fun. But we worked hard too. And it was a lot of fun, man. But uh yeah, man, I, I, I actually, um, you know, I, I knew I should have like tried to do something else, but I was comfortable and, you know, other brands were, were definitely coming up and shadowing us for sure. Other brands like that, uh, you know, I, I then moved on to, um, so I, you know, I got let go, um, and I was, you know, a little bit worried and, uh, I just started hitting the phone, man, and, uh, just hitting up all the contacts and people I knew. And uh, a couple of uh, opportunities came up uh, right away, which was great. One was uh, for Stussy. And I liked Stussy because I live in Orange County, um, not too far from Irvine, where their headquarters is at. But they were a little bit slow to move. And then I called Aaron Levant. And <laughs> as, as everyone says on this podcast, yes, Aaron Levant. A name that comes up often. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, and Aaron's like, so what are you doing, man? I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to find the next thing. He's like, yeah, Ben and Bobby are looking for a marketing director. So I, I didn't know anybody from the hundreds, but I knew little Scotty. Scotty nice. Littell was the Scotty Hundo. Scotty Hundo. Love him, man. And uh, I don't know, just him and I just clicked because Scotty's pretty like particular on who he lets in. And I just like kicked it with him a few times, uh, you know, at trade shows. And we kind of just, it worked. And, uh, and so I went to see Ben and Bobby and went through a couple interviews. And uh, I just kind of like, well, what do I want to do? Do I want to do Stussy? They were kind of slow to react or like Ben's like, yo, let's go, let's build this, let's do this. And uh, I was really impressed with the infrastructure they had, uh, how much, you know, they were doing every quarter with partnerships and special projects. And it was just all the stuff that I was really into. So yeah, man, I hit, uh, I hit Ben up and I was like, yeah, I'm in. And uh, I was only there for like 11 months, but I had the time of my life there. And I really respect those guys and they're geniuses. And I've called them that on several podcasts. They're, they know what they're doing in marketing. They know what they're doing in business. They work hard. Like Bobby has a family and he's hitting the ground, like traveling on, you know, 24-hour trips just to be at an event to kind of, you know, put his eyeballs and lens set on things that are happening and we did some fun things, man. That was the year that, you know, the Disneyland 10 year happened. Dude, that what was such a fun party. <laughs> I mean, I hadn't talked to so many people that when, when that got announced, everybody came out of the bushes. Yo, For sure. Got, yeah. 
Yeah, and Josh, Josh, the same thing that that was like his like right when he got back onto the hundreds, they did that. Yeah, was that was good. And the craziest part is like it was just like it was a small part, Albie. Right? It wasn't like it was just like Toontown. What was it? It, it was a small like people are like they rented out Disneyland. I'm like, yes, they did. But so, I want it, it's kind of crazy, right? It's a small part of it. So Bobby, like they really didn't have the plan together when I got there. But right. they're like, gotta move fast. They're like, all right, two chains is popping right now. Let's do a party with him in LA. We just did something like this similar like a year ago with Gucci Mane and G Shock, and it went off. I was like, okay. So we kind of started talking to like management and looking at venues, and it's just the pieces weren't kind of coming together. And it was Bobby who's like, yo, remember like when you'd hear stories about like magic johnson and mariah carey doing their birthday parties at magic mountain <laughs> and spinning out the whole shit it's like how do we do that at disneyland and i'm like i don't know so we just kind of like did the top did some research and uh and we got in touch with how to rent out disneyland but our budget didn't call for like the whole park so we got tomorrowland and i think the matterhorn was what we were able to get but it was plenty for the 2500 people allowed for that night dude it was nuts i was it there was- it was nuts it was amazing. And I just remember like getting to the parking lot and like security guards were everywhere, like just busting people drinking and smoking. And I, a lot of people didn't get in because everybody's like pre-partying thinking it was just like, like, you know, just some regular ass like party somewhere. Um, but man, when I got in there, um, I remember like cruising by and uh, seeing all you guys in VIP drinking. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go on the rides right now. Because when in life. Right. Are you able to go, you know, on Space Mountain, like back to back to back? hundred percent. I went with my, uh, my then girlfriend, now wife, Stacy, uh, and some friends and Ben's like, yo, where are you? We're just chilling, drinking. Where are you at? I'm like, yo, I'm on like the Matterhorn right now. Like ride number six, like just having the time of my life. Right. It was dope, man. Like, you know, we did, uh, we did a, a bunch of great stuff. We did, uh, you know, hieroglyphics for, uh, the post store in SF. That was a really dope collaboration. We did the New York Grand Store. We did it with uh, DJ Premier. Oh, wow. That was amazing. Uh, and I learned a lot, too, just because coming from LRG, it was very urban and core skates. And I really, really wasn't in tune with what was happening in, like, core streetwear. And Bobby and Ben really put me on game. And, like, the first project out the gate was, like, Clot. And, uh, you know, well, wow. like, who's Clot, you know? And learning about, you know, those types of characters. And, uh, and yeah, of course, I got to work with the – now uh then great and now even greater josh videz mm-hmm. who i knew was a creative i remember josh being at the magic show by himself setting up what i thought was the most genius booth for sir where he created a cartel crime scene yeah we mm-hmm. talked about that when he was on yeah and and he was by himself there to like take on like all the magic people like katie and all the people involved then uh you know like Ron, I don't know if Ron Walden was still there at that time. But he, was, he was definitely still there. Like, yo, you yeah. can't do this. Like, what are you doing? And then he's like, nah, this is art and expression. And it ended up working out. Um, and then, uh, you know, Josh always like pushed me in the marketing world to like think outside the box. And I could tell like, man, this guy's, this guy's got it. Like he definitely is a creative and I'm so happy for him and what he's got going on right now. Oh my God. Yeah. He's oh, like, yeah. it's like funny when people talk to me about him. I'm like, <laughs> dude, that's my, that's my little child. <laughs> the Mocha thing is huge. Yeah. Man. Just so much more coming up. Yeah. And I'm just hyped, man. Just good people. Like, you know, just continuing to grow and good, do good things. And uh, yeah. So yeah, man, that's kind of where my story uh, stops there with the hundreds. And then and I moved on to stance. How long have you been at stance now? So I'm, I'm almost at seven years here at Stance. 
And uh, I started at Stance by my actual wife working here for Jeff mm-hmm. Pearl, uh, the founder and CEO. It's also the founder of uh, Skull Candy, for those that don't know. He's kind of a genius. Yeah, Jeff's great. Really smart cat. Uh, you know, he's, he's just one of those dudes that, like, it's amazing uh, how he kind of structures things in his mind and, you know, gets them uh, into production. So, you know, Stance created, like, you know, a line of uh, socks. And I remember Jeff, actually, uh, and Ron, um, Rick Alden from Skull Candy pulled me out of LRG and said, hey, we got this thing we want to talk to you about. It's with socks and here's an NDA and sign it. And I did. They're like, we want to start a sock brand. And this was before, uh, you know, uh, I departed from LRG. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I believe in this. So I'm going to pass. Like, I don't know if there's a future in hosiery. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm like, you know how many socks you have to sell to like make a business out of that sock? People sure? got to wear them every day, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So they did it. And, you know, like, Three, four years later, I ended up working for them. Um, they had this position open for a category director. And uh, they're like, my wife's like, hey, they're looking for somebody. It's somebody that knows like sneaker, uh, urban, streetwear, lifestyle culture. They want somebody to kind of build like their own business for this. And so I came in and I did. Uh, we got one of the designers, uh, Omar Rajput from Stussy, to help out with the design. We created a, a category called Anthem. And, you know, right away, my first collaboration was with Top Dog Entertainment, uh, TDE. And uh, it was really dope, man. Like at that time, you know, Kendrick Lamar was still coming up. But right at that point, and like he was talking about our collaboration, like on his social. And like, I was like, damn, like, you know what this means, guys? And it started to snowball there. And I got to work on so many and continue to work on so many dope projects, man. It's it's endless. Uh, now with within all categories, I'm 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 you know, doing things within run, snowboarding, art, uh, entertainment, music, lifestyle, uh, and socks, underwear, and tees. So it's really dope. So insane. When you, uh, when you joined uh, Stance, had they already done the, um, the NBA collaboration or is that? So they did, they had the license for, um, you know, for all the players. That's kind of how they started to attract a lot of the sneaker and urban doors was like, Hey, we're going to put, you know, Patrick Ewing on some Nick socks. Yeah. I remember that was like the yeah, real yeah, thing. It was like the printed, uh, they yep. had the best quality, like sublimation, yeah. sublimation socks. Yep. Yeah. Sublimation was everywhere. And so we had that license and that's what really kind of just spawned. They're like, Hey, like what else? But the accounts are like, what else can you give us that speaks to our consumer? And I, I, they didn't have that person that kind of could pave that way. So they hired me to do that. And uh, yeah, man, it worked out. I mean, we've done several collaborations from like, you know, Cameron, Wu-Tang Clan, like Beastie Boys, I'm, Mike D's coming here, like tripping out because, like, for me, Beastie Boys was like right, everything. Uh, you know, from man, you guys have even done like a Cat's Deli. I mean, out of yeah. all the collaborations, do you have like one specific favorite, like hands down favorite, like Tupac or something? I know there's there's been so there's many. Gotta be like, I can't believe I did this. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you mentioned Cat's Deli. So my dad's from New York, obviously. You know, we'd go out there for Yankee games, the Yankee head. Uh, so we'd always either go to Carnegie's or Cats's, and uh, actually at the hundreds i don't know if you remember tall we did a collaboration with yeah cats. absolutely yeah. The, the the boys have an in with cats because yeah, a lot of people cats. are always like it's weird man bobby and ben got the cats uh people the, to do the fucking the family, family style. style yeah how did that happen like that was like a holy shit moment i'm like yeah i mean they they they've already worked with them in the past 
Yeah. So, you know, I kept in touch with uh, the dude Ivan there and, you know, I just said, Hey, I'm now at stance. What do you guys think about stocks? And he goes, Oh, let me talk to Jake, you know? And he's like, yeah, let's, let's do something. I'm like, I want to do something a little bit different. I'll be hitting you up. Sorry. Side sidebar. I'm going to be hitting you up about something with cats. (laughs) Yeah. So that was one of my favorites. Cause a, like, I, I'm not even joking. That's my favorite restaurant on planet earth. B, it was such a good look for stance because it's such a tourist ground and you go in, you know, you have your sandwich uh, or meal there and you have to exit through the gift shop. And so I'm having a lot of people come through, get a pair of cats' stance socks. They're discovering stance for the first time. They're winning because they have, you know, a, a great brand like stance. We're winning because we're acquiring new customers it was, it was, it's a great partnership and we're continuing to print their, their socks for them. That's amazing. That, that was a dope one. We did a whole dinner for a bunch of influencers in New York city. Um, we rented out like the back half of the restaurant, similar to, you know, um, what the hundreds did. I kind of took a play off of their playbook and, uh, and did it in New York city. And another one that we did too, which was really dope was Roscoe's here in LA. Damn. Well, yeah, that's so like a, that one off the I know that so it, the next year, you know, the LA version. So, you know, all of, all of our friends and allies were in the house, which is dope. That's I mean, crazy. Everybody from like a Stefan Royal, a Lily May, Ben Baller, you know, everybody was, was there and it was a lot of fun. I, I want to talk about Ben for a second, Alvi, because you've been around Ben for many years because of Jonas. Mm, yes. Um, that is like, that's the duo that a lot of kids don't even know about. And I, and I, I, I love having you on here because you've been around since the beginning of time almost, you know, um, which is great because not many people could share those stories, right? Like, I want to talk like when Ben came into like LRG, did people think of anything of him? Like, you know what I mean? Like besides him just being a jeweler and, you know, his best friend. Uh, yeah, you know, Ben was a l- way early on like really what social media is today. Right you know, and, you know, he, he lived and knew everybody in LA, like literally like, oh, like I can get to that person. And he could, you know, we, we were based in Orange County, you know, so we had, you know, a little bit of distance from what was really popping in LA. And, you know, we'd go to New York and LA from time to time to go party or whatever. But Ben, Ben was definitely a connect and him and Jonas bonded um, and really got tight. You know, they loved food, they loved going out and, and they also loved not going out. Like they yeah. were kind be roommates and just chilling and just because like everything they were exposed to at that time was just so much noise but ben was like his his position with us was just to kind of make noise and and blow us up and and he did that yeah man i remember uh jonas one day called like all of uh the marketing crew into his office and uh he blessed us all with ben baller made uh 18 karat gold chains uh you know and and brand new iphones at the time just guys like i i i can't stress enough to the kids listening like i know you guys may think the brand lrg is cheesy right now and that like you don't even know what it is but when you were walking the magic trade show and you see lrg and you saw that crew i mean luckily i met jonas right before he passed away and obviously ben being a really close friend of mine and albie you know always like you know, bless me with the LRG family, but like these, all these motherfuckers were driving like Lambos. Mm, yes, <laughs> you know yes. I mean? like, they're like, people were like, I just want to be like LRG back then. Not even know? that, just like I remember as a, as, as a big kid, like the, the LRG collection was always so limited. So like you did get a LRG shirt. There's almost like hundred percent chance someone at school had that same tee. So it was like, 
it was so sought after. Like we right. rushed to get to like, Ooh, I got this one. You can't have it. You can't have it. I got this one. Look like shout out to Kev D and Woody White, uh, you know, our entertainment music guys at the time, like they were bringing in, I remember like, I'm like, Hey, we're going to shoot this dude named Kanye West That's the album coming out. And he's going to be part of our campaign in the source. So I'm like, okay, I never heard of this guy. He's like, oh, oh you know, he did, uh, you know, H to the Izzo, uh, you know, for Jay. I was like, okay, I know that song. Right. right. And the guy comes in and, uh, you know, I literally, he did, I think like three outfits, but between every outfit, I was just watching him because I would help out with the photo shoots. He was like popping his pants for like literally like 25 minutes, just making sure like they were laid down right. Right. <laughs> and me not knowing shit about production, I looked like an asshole. I'm like, so do you, you do production? Do you DJ? And he's like, nah, I don't, I don't know how to do work turntables. I, you know, I use like an MPC and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, but you know, two seconds later, you know, he's on top of the world. And yeah, man, we've got to work with so many massive artists like Drake. You know, we were kind of one of the first ones to kind of pop him off. John Legend. Yeah, we had a great crew, man, that just really had their their ears to the street. Yeah. And, and that was what really, uh, you know, definitely gave us a lot of exposure. But we didn't forget where we came from. We always took care of the underground yeah. music artists and skateboarding as well. We never lost touch with that and kept it core. So I think that's what really gave us a long stretch as a brand. Yeah. I mean, there was even like street artists involved in such a young age of LRG, you know, people from my crew, you know, like just seeing Tyke and Pose, all these guys were, I mean, you guys just had, you guys were like the most underground famous brand ever, you know, like I think Mark Echo was probably sitting there like, fuck, damn it. This is like, this is what I want to be. My brand is so big, right? And LRG is just cool. Look at Jonas. He's got probably like a million dollars in jewelry on. Right yeah. Look at that belt <laughs> I wish yeah. I had that belt buckle. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a great time, man. I remember like being like during the, the heydays, being at a Sean John party and, and like Diddy calling out LRG at his own Sean John party. Like, oh, he's in the house. Like, it's the best brand right now. Like, I'm like, what? This is crazy. That's so wild. Uh, Magic was so different, huh, Albie? Like, um, it was like, we couldn't wait twice a year to just fucking be in Vegas yeah, man. And then on the opposite side, because we had skateboarding distribution, we also had ASR, which, right. which then turned Action into sports event. and retail. And then Agenda, Mr. Levant. Yes, sir. Man. So, so yeah, man. Yeah, for those that don't know, LRG definitely uh, was at a different level back in the day. Um, and, uh, you know, if you do your history, you can see that, you know, we had a lot of things popping off. It was a good time. So is Albie a, like, high Sox guy or a low Sox guy? You know what? Like, I kind of mess with a lot of the tabs, the ones that you kind of pull back. Um, oh, okay. yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to send you guys some. Yeah, man. So, yeah, the, the sock game, man, is, uh, has been crazy. Stance has been continuing to grow. And even through this year, we had some shakeups. But, you know, I think we got a lot of great momentum and a lot of good collaborations uh, coming out always. You know, uh, today we just did a vote sock with Kevin Lyons. Oh, that's man. so cool. Yeah, Kevin's is one of our brand ambassadors. Uh, we call them punks and poets. I got something coming out with Matt McCormick in a month. Woo! Yeah. You don't I, even know. People don't know. They're going to be so sorry. They don't know yet, but they will, man. I mean, I already told Matt, you know, like you're about to be out of here. You know, he's so fucking yeah. out of here. Oh, it's God. not even funny how out of here he is. Yeah. This year. Shout been- out to Matt McCormick. Top five favorite artists of mine. And one of the nicest humans walking the face of this earth. Absolutely. Yeah, man. He's, uh, he's amazing. Uh, yeah. The, you know, we had neighborhood Japan and Mr. Cartoon, 
um, this year as well, which was really dope. Um, uh, Snarkitecture was this year. We did a project with Wes Lang. Love so, Wes. Wes gave know. me a studio. I got to go uh, have a, a studio visit with Wes uh, right when all this was starting to happen. Um, <laughs> such a nice guy, man. Yeah, man. Uh, his studio is incredible. Like Incredible. This year in this giant warehouse just with these amazing amazing art (laughs) dope cars and yeah just got a whole little vibe in there for sure so yeah uh definitely having a lot of fun working on the stuff that i'm working on and blessed to be continuing to do it after this long it's really cool that you get to do it after this long you know you're still a part of something that you really love um and you know we thought the end of the world was coming a few months ago you and i were talking and you're like i don't know what's going to happen in like three weeks from now I'm kind of yeah, man. Out. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a little bit, you know, I don't know, worrisome. You know, we we definitely, uh, you know, I, I, my wife and I just kind of like chilled on watching the news because I think that like kind of yeah. started getting us a little too too worried and a little bit, I don't know, stressed out. But um, but yeah, man, uh, you know, I'm hoping, you know, this whole situation gets better and, you know, we all get back on our feet and keep, keep business as usual going soon. What what does it take for someone like you, Albie, these days to like know the right projects? You know, even if you're like you and I and Matt could think like a Matt McCormick, right? Is like, we're so ahead. It's kind of like how you were with Kanye, right? Like you didn't fucking know Kanye was going to be the biggest thing in the fucking planet earth, right? Billions of dollars sales and in, in Adidas. Like how do you sit there these days? Do you, do you have a whiteboard with your team and you're like, let's go after these guys are going to be huge. And hopefully by the time their project comes out, they are huge. Or do you not even care about sales? You know, um, do you like to stay ahead of the game? Yeah, exactly. For me, it's balance. So, you know, although, you know, we'll continue to always make like star Wars socks and Disney socks right. for the masses. Uh, you know, I, I definitely want to balance that with relevant cultural, projects uh, with different artists and brands you know and uh honestly it's it's all just people i know just kind of introducing to me like hey this this artist is next you should watch out for like an ishi glinsky who uh you know somebody that we have uh, a project coming up with for this holiday or a matt mccormick or you know hey have you ever messed with julian klinsowitz like he's kind of part of virgil's whole creative team at louis vuitton a lot of people don't, don't know who he is, but, you know, I want to plant the seeds uh, at Stance to kind of, you know, be on it, but also, you know, do some, some relevant and, and massive projects for the masses and balance it both. Because I think that's what keeps brands uh, going, you know, for the long haul. So that's sort of my, the, the way I kind of measure things out and, and as far as the projects go. That's amazing. So I got two questions. First question. So I know that you were kind of at the end of the hundreds when you got the stance job, but were you at, at any point scared kind of taking a startup job or is that because you, did you want something more like solid? And then the second question is if you had, what are the two things you wish people had told you before you started? If you had to pick two things, I know people have like a lot, but if you only had to pick two things, what are you, what do you wish someone had told you before you started? Your well, path? I think, I think, you know, I wasn't scared to leave the hundreds. The hundreds was definitely like still going off and relevant and, and doing a lot of amazing things. And we still had a lot of amazing things planned. Like I, I'm, I'm bummed I left right before we did uh, the first project with Tapatio. That was, that was huge. That was big. I remember that, Albie. 
And that was like literally Patrick being like walking down the hallway, like, oh, Tapatio's in Vernon, where the hundreds is located. Somebody should go over there and check them out. And then I was at Joe K's one day with this, I don't know if you remember, tall Mac. Yeah. The e-com dude at the time. I looked at the back of the bottle. I'm like, let's go there. And uh, we went there and knocked on their, you know, unmarked building door and gave them my business card to like an old senorita. And she's like, what is what's the hundreds? I'm like, well, we're like a streetwear brand. And like, and Mac was like in the back, like, you know, he's younger. He's like, Oh man, we should just go. This is weird. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, they don't get it. They don't get it. I feel and, uncomfortable. <laughs> and this big ass lawyer dude comes out. He goes, we're going to take your meeting. And I'm like, what? And we walk in there and, uh, you know, he goes, do you know why you're here? I don't know. And he brings in his 18 year old son. He goes, my son works in the warehouse. He's like, you have to take this meeting. So the hundreds was really popping. I, I just, a uh, couple things kind of led me to stance. One was the challenge to start a new category. Uh, and then also, you know, the LA traffic was a little bit tough driving. You're over it. Orange County. Uh, you know, it was doable. At least the hundreds isn't in Hollywood. Vernon. Vernon yeah. is uh, the forgotten uh, place of Los Angeles. For those that don't know, it is its own little zombie land. The pig farm. Of, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's very true. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, two things I think that people uh, wish would have told me, but I, I w- really wish I would have learned some sort of design. Um, and I still have time, to be honest. I mean, it's, it's on me. Some, so, yeah. Dude, Matt, dude. <laughs> Albie, you and I both, dude. Illustrator, Photoshop. Like, I honestly could probably move so much faster. And I, I literally just, I, you know, I watched Josh do it and, like, create, like, many businesses out of it. Josh Videz and... You know, that's something that I really wish uh, I can I can get on. And uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, to me, like the other part, I, I think I, I'm, I'm not the best at, but I'm pretty good at is just maintaining relationships. Same, dude. Fuck. You're, you're great at it. So I remember the first time I met you, you probably don't. I was off of some street in Melrose. I think you were working for the Good Charlotte crew. Yeah. Some capacity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You had this big mohawk. Hell yeah. Huh. I've seen pics. That's good. I was, you know, and you were cool, man. And you've always been cool. Like we really didn't know each other in the first yeah. ASRs or magic. And you always came up and said, what's up? Like, you know, we, we were family and you maintain good relationships. And I think that's why, you know, you're still relevant. And going yeah. today. I'm more relevant because I have a brother named Tav who is keeping my name alive right now. Your brother was yeah. a guy when, you, when, when we started to know each other more. And he would be behind you. You'd be off. You'd get caught up with somebody. And he would come to me because you introduced me and do the same thing you did. Yeah. And now, like, I look at him and all the things he's doing with FaZe. And I'm like, yo, these guys know how to work with people. And that's yeah. half the battle. Yeah. And it goes all the way back, I feel, to, you know, being in situations to make new friends, to kind of adapt to new surroundings uh, with my parents moving so much when I was young. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, watching Tav right now is like it because of he's because he's got Aaron and I to like teach him you know the the things we messed up on in life you know he's kind of like yeah he's a little shit because he's just like I'm untouchable you know <laughs> like both my brothers are you know the biggest in the game and they're connected to the biggest in the game and uh he's working on some stuff right now that's gonna like jaw drop people this year you know, the year is almost over and he's got a couple more things up his sleeve that I'm just like, oh my God. I mean, I remember, uh, fuck a year ago, maybe two years ago now, Bobby called me. It was two years ago. It was two years ago. Bobby FaceTimed me from Hawaii and he, he was like tall. 
I somehow just got a call from Tav. And he was with FaZe Banks at the warehouse. And my kids were like, they just kept hearing FaZe Banks, FaZe Banks. And like, dad, you know FaZe Banks? You know who FaZe Clan is? And he's like, I've never, my kids, I've been in business however long. They've never thought I was cool until FaZe Clan. It's crazy on where everything is going right now, you know. Um, And my brother is next to all of it. And it's really cool. And yeah, I mean, and I think he's in that position because he knows how to treat people. I remember when I talked to Brooke over at FaZe because we just did a project this year. And she's like, oh yeah, Top says, what's up? Like he, you know, he, he remembers me and just say, what's up? You know, he's not like some young cat, cool guy, guy in me, you know, for sure. And I think that goes a long way. And I feel like, you know, for the most part, like you and I are the same way with people. For sure. But definitely relationships are everything. Everything. In school. Yeah. Look, I didn't, I didn't get to go to school. Right. Like I, I, uh, I had some scholarships for art and I could, I still couldn't afford it. So I didn't go. Uh, I went to Grossmont college in, in San Diego for like three minutes. And then I just decided to just do graffiti, you know? Uh, and then I got kidnapped by a bunch of bands and that was like my beginning of college. And then fast forward my life into this job that I'm at today. And I have two guys that are smarter than any man I've ever met and I feel like I'm getting my MBAs through them through them you know and it's uh it, it's really cool um yeah I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't go back on anything like I actually am I'm one of the guys that preaches that I think school right now is a waste of time uh and a waste of money for kids uh there's so there's so much more you can do than than that these days yeah definitely you got to get out there and just you know mix it up with people and uh man those guys are lucky to have you you know same here man i mean stance is built on a lot of like very smart powerful you know uh educated people man i i just sit and like you know just observe observe and right take in all of their information and just think about it and you know utilize it where i can but you know even for you man like you know when you had us over at the palms um you know when we opened up the las vegas store like Mm -hmm just saw all the things that you had a hand in and they're lucky to have you man that place I, is dope. dude i i'm blessed and i i get to look we, we i love i still love waking up in the morning and going to work and as long as that's happening that's all that matters you know uh it's once you start hating everything and i'm so far from that right like there's days everyone's got days where you're just like you come home and you bang your head up against the wall but you wake up the next morning kind of like i'm gonna give it another chance you know but it's like yeah who knew the end of the world was going to happen. And, you know, know. it's like, I'm just, I've seen a lot of cuts of what's been going on in life. And I'm just, I wake up every morning. I'm like, I'm so, you know, I, I always, I hate saying it because it's, it's kind of cheesy. Like I'm blessed and blessed, but like, I, you know, I fucking blessed, man. Like these guys didn't get rid of me. You know, they, they see something and it, and it feels good, you know? Um, yeah, you know how to treat people, and you always have, man. Matt, he, I, I asked him, like, hey, I got, like, seven people that I need rooms for, and can we get into, like, the crazy-ass restaurant with, with the room with the freaking uh, the Basquiat's, and, uh, you know, can I get this? And it was done. Like, oh, yeah. All no, this yeah. had it all set up for us. So, you know, I always appreciate that, homie. Dude, I, I, dude, you're, you're the man. I'll be Even the thing, I think uh, you guys sent him an invite to the stance thing. And I was like, he's like, I'm not going to make it, but I got you on the list. I'm like, what? I was going to go with you. He's like, yeah, I still go. Yeah. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, if you're not going to go, I'm not going to go. He's like, no, still go, go look around, go yeah. look at it. And I remember going the first night, like looking around, didn't know nobody. And then you came up, you're like, Hey man, how's it going? And I was like, what's up? Albie will say hi to everyone at the party, no matter yeah. what. I mean, I just watched some guy make yep. some screen prints and just like, just in awe. 
Yeah, man. How, how does uh how how is the stance business uh outside of socks, Aldi? Uh, I know you guys obviously you know you you're 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 in bo- in the boxer world now and, and t-shirts like like is the reaction just as good as as socks or is stance always going to just be a sock brand? No, I mean we definitely make underwear and t-shirts, and uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of players in underwear. Uh, right, I like underwear. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I'm in that game as we know. Yeah. <laughs> from you know the early days of the polo and calvin Klein's that are available everywhere you know to like you know uh, the tommy john performance underwear to the ethica loud underwear so it's a big space but you know we pride ourselves in uh fabrication we have this this fabric called butter blend we're you know continuing mm. to craft our fits and you know we're, we're just chipping away at that category but it's doing pretty well for us a lot of people you know we definitely have leverage and strength in socks which lends people to want to work with us in underwear and then even in t-shirts i mean t-shirts is the most you know uh, overexposed category but you know we're, we're definitely working with uh, uh you know different artists and, and brands on shirts and just kind of spinning it our way and just making it on brand for stance before like the dye sublimation um you guys had a lot of technologies built into the sock uh did it was it hard to educate the consumer on why this sock is so ideal or important to their, them without having them just try it on and just make the purchase. Like how'd you get yeah. to that point? I think some, I think there's some product geeks like, you know, with anything, you know, like, Hey, like this is what my iPhone does. Like now this is the number 12 or whatever. Like, you know, this is all the things that it does, but you know, at the end of the day for, for me, it's just a phone that, you know, I use as a tool. Yeah. Um, but I think the secret sauce for stance is just put on a pair and call me tomorrow. Like yeah, that, right. that is it. Like once you put it on, you're like, Oh, but 12, 15, $20 at times for a pair of socks. What? One pair. And then I sent them to people a pair and they're like, Oh, I get it. Like, I love these. I can't mess with anything else. So, you know, if you have the correct product that feels good and has the technology built in, you know, the feel will do the talking for itself. But yeah, man, we definitely have like a lot of new advanced technology. We just did this full on durable um, performance sock called Infinite, where it's guaranteed for life. It won't rip or tear. And if it does, uh, unless you take a knife to it, uh, you know, we'll replace it for life. Dang, wow. sandal-like. Look We're serious about the sock game for sure. And, uh, you know, I'd love to see that, you know, trans translate into other categories in the future. I mean, I have, I mean, I can tell you right now, I know billionaires who, live in stance they just they that's their favorite sock it's hard to put like with socks it's like you always think like oh i can have some good socks and then you like wear those good socks i'm that guy you go in the drawer you're like okay where are my i'm that guy i'm literally that guy (laughs) i gotta wear a hand sock tonight i gotta wear a good sock i i was when i invited uh albie to do bad news i'm like and by the way abby needs more workout socks like she she lives in that shit you know it's like for sure man you just know your it's like you know your shoes like my running shoes right like i need that I need a new pair of running shoes, but it's like, yeah, but these are, they feel so good. <laughs> it's like, you're going to break your ankle. You're like one runaway from breaking your ankle. Yeah. Having good product and a good brand is like definitely like half the battle. And it's, and it's, I've been fortunate to be at, you know, brands that have kind of, you know, been able to do both for sure away from LRG to the hundreds to now stance. So, you know, although it's a lot of work and there's a lot of back and forth uh, on all these partnerships and negotiations and, and products that we're putting out, like, you know, I'm not laying brick at the end of the day. So for that, like, I'm blessed for what I do. That's awesome, man. How, how, uh, how's it been like family life divide with work in your career? 
Yeah, you know, that's always the balance. We're def I'm always busy, always working. I gotta I gotta make sure to, you know, try to, you know, balance it a little bit more. You know, uh with the technology, your phone always going off. You know how it is, man. Yeah. It's easy to get over uh, yeah. Yeah. About your battery's at forty percent by two PM, and you're wondering how that's even how that is. I, I went to uh, sorry to cut you off. I I went to Detroit uh, last weekend to visit Revoke and and a few people, and uh, I was we were leaving this like abandoned zoo. Uh, it was pretty dope, and uh, I was like, my battery was at twenty percent at like three PM, and I was like, do you guys remember when we had Nextels and they would last like four days, right? Without without like. With literally without charging it, you know, and you're just like, that was like, that was it. That's all you needed. And right. now it's like, I get like on Sundays that text that fucking iPhone sends you of like how long you've been on your phone through the week. And, and I'm like, I don't want to see this it's seven like, hours, yeah. seven hours. What? Yeah. Like how much life you're wasting just on the <laughs> phone and looking at stuff. But yeah, you know, I, I got a I got a young family. I, I got a three year old son and a five year old daughter, and uh, you know, my wife and I are busy, and we know we got a window with them. You know, they're gonna not think we're cool soon, and yep. go get friends, and so you know, I'm, I definitely check myself on there, and I try to go in the pool with them all the time, or take them to the park, or you know, make them breakfast, and just kind of hang with them uh, as much as I can. But you know, I'm also serious about my work, and you know, definitely you know want to do good work out there and, and have a good rep. So um, to me, that's kind of it is just keeping that balance. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Ali top and, and you, you don't have to give me three, but I, in your career, your top three favorite projects you've worked on. Number that, one, that you could even remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can remember. Um, number one is Jay Dilla for stance. Wow. That was one of the earlier ones that I did. And uh, that one's like, how am I going to do this? And I got to, uh, I got connected through my homie, uh, Scotty Coates, shout out to him, who used to w work over at Stone's Throw. Uh, he knew Dilla's brother. Dilla connected me with him, who connected me with Ma Dukes. Ma Told Dukes. her, hey, you know, this, this may sound crazy, but I want to do a sock for Dilla. I want to do, you know, proceeds to the Dilla Foundation. You know, just being at LRG during that era, you know, Dilla was massive, not only as a producer, but an artist. And uh, I definitely wanted to do something because it was culturally like amazing if, if we could do it. And she blessed it and we did it. And that's my favorite project ever uh, at Stance. Uh, second is also uh, Cat's Delicatessen, just because, uh, you know. I'm literally calling you right after this. I need to talk to you. <laughs> It's, it's a fucking amazing pastrami sandwich, uh, especially if you go there and you tip them. That's the secret. You got to tip secret. I agree. Butter, and he'll hook you up with the fresh piece. And that first piece is the best piece. Um, yeah, working with that crew and it's just kind of how it kind of tied into like my father and, you know, our history going there. So that, that was number two. And then on um, number three, I would probably say is Tapatio, uh, which I didn't wow. get to fully see through at the hundreds, but I still continue to be tight with the family. Of I course. actually had lunch with them last week. Wow. We got a stance project coming out. Yeah. And uh, that was just a lot of fun because it was like the ultimate cold call. Like yeah. Literally looking at an address at the back of a bottle, knocking on a door. Uh, you know, the person that answered the door definitely did not know what the hundreds is. And we got <laughs> it because the grandson did. Right. So, wow. Um, those were fun, man. And wow. I would say those are my top three. And this is a man that's worked with everyone, everyone that's listening. Yeah, Literally everyone. You want to know who the cool kid in school is? This guy. 
Albie. It's been a lot right. of fun. Albie, one more fun question. What's your favorite curse word? Yeah, I listened to your podcast and I was like, oh, <laughs> I hear you guys ask this all the time. Um, but, uh, but I was like, oh, should I say something like try to be like cool? And wild, it's, like a, it's like some weird word. Dirty yeah. Yeah. But it, it is, it is fuck. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I like it though, man. Fuck's good. It's fuck fuck, got, it's fuck is probably the most used English world, word in the dictionary. It makes me feel better for saying it. Than I know everyone says it too. Yeah. I just got to watch myself and not say it in front of my kids so much. Of course. They're definitely picking it up now. They're like, oh, oh yeah. Daddy said a bad <laughs> word. Absolutely. Yeah. Albie, you are, uh, you know how I feel about you, man. Uh, Thanks so much. I for appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. And I, I do listen to the podcast every Sunday. I've learned so much, man. Keep doing your thing. Thank you. Thank you. So honored there's, to a, there's a lot up our sleeve and I haven't called the, the big guns, big guns yet because I, there's so many stories that I want kids to listen to like this, right? Yeah. Like I, I know, I know everyone's waiting for like the machine gun Kelly's and the Mike Shinoda's no, no, like, no. I, Love them. They're my family, but like you can go find those stories. Yeah, it took like, me a long time. I had to do a lot of research yeah, to get some like, questions for, for Albie here. I dude, to, this I, this guy's the grandmaster, man. So oh, thank you, man. Appreciate the I, I appreciate it, man. And yeah. uh thanks, awesome, Albie. Man. Thanks, Albie. Thanks, fellas. Talk to you soon. Peace. Peace. Yes, sir. Hey yo, bad news. What's going on?